Glenn Parada, welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? Hermano, thank you so much for having me back on. It's always a pleasure, always an honor. Great to be with you as well, Glenn. Before we get into the deeper parts of our conversation, tell everybody about Parada Mortgage and why, if they need to take a mortgage on their homes, they need to come see you. Talk to us. Absolutely. Parada Mortgage, we're actually featured on Forbes. That's the first Hispanic and veteran-owned company on the island of Palm Beach, five minutes from Mar-a-Lago. And our, our front office, if you call uh, CL, the, the office, and to get a mortgage, you're talking to a Marine or you're talking to an Army veteran, but you're talking to a United States military veteran. So our, our office is all compiled of military veterans. So that's one of the things we're very proud of. Uh, and that's something that, that we really, really let the people know about. And also, being a Hispanic-owned uh, business as well, people can communicate in their language if they call in here. So, I mean, we definitely we want to be uh, one of the people that, that the, op- the option for your mortgage services because like our tagline says, we don't say no, we show you how because we believe there's always an opportunity for the American dream. There's always an opportunity for the American dream, and I could not agree with that sentiment more. And it's up to you, Americans, to take advantage of that opportunity. That from Glenn Parada, uh, Parada Mortgage, CEO of Parada Mortgage. Tell everybody, Glenn, how they can get in touch with you all there at Parada Mortgage. Absolutely. They can call 1-800-731-3024. That's 1-800-731-3024. And they can email info at Parada Mortgage, which is P.S. and Peter, A-R-A-D-A, mortgage.com. And we'll have someone reach back out to you. And uh, folks, um, this is the way the free market works. Put your ideas, put your business out there, and let's see whosoever will. If see whosoever will, let them come works. And people, they tend to trend toward the folks who treat them right. And I believe you'll be treated right at Parada Mortgage. Hey, Glenn, you have an interesting story, and it involves uh, your family's uh, initial journey to America. Your father, a preacher, uh, came from El Salvador to here. It's one of those stories that you've, you've told on the show before, but I had on the, in the hour before you, uh, Rafael Cruz, father of Senator Ted Cruz. He and I go back almost 13 years. And um, he was telling about his journey here. And I've shared with you and you've shared with me the journey of your family to this nation. Glenn, I, I think before we go any further, give the folks some foundational background on uh, why you love this country so much and how your father uh, brought his family here. Talk to us. Absolutely. Uh, before I begin, I do, do want to say, did listen to Pastor Rafael Cruz. God bless him and God bless another Ted Cruz for everything that they're doing. So my father is also a minister. Actually, he was originally from the Assemblies of God in El Salvador under the leadership of Pastor Juan Bueno during the Civil War, which I really called the Dirty War of El Salvador. Uh, we were raised in, in an environment that was horrific uh, because of communism. Right, communism versus the government. So we felt 
and gone through the plight of what communist does to a country. Thankfully, my father was able to bring us here to the United States, um, even under the administration of Ronald Reagan, uh, which I'm thankful for as well. But we were able to come here and to establish and want that American dream and starting from zero, like a lot of immigrant families have before, and to this case that they're doing. But we were able to to just begin here, learn, learn the language, uh, you know, assimilate, and pretty much get into the American culture, all all to the point that my father, when he be, when he began his ministry here as well, uh, he always would tell me that the offering goes to the church, but a man makes his own money. So he always had that entrepreneur, that capitalist type of mindset. He taught me a lot. I give him a lot of credit for learning that as well. But when I graduated from high school, the first thing I wanted to do was give back to the country. So I enlisted in the United States army as a as a tanker and serve the country so this this country has has given us the opportunity has established uh the american dream and and you know something that a lot of other countries don't have you know the capabilities to actually overcome start from the bottom and then really you know become like a ceo of a company or own a company a lot of comp- a lot of countries don't have that so we're very appreciative of the opportunities that this country has given us. Let's talk about that, Glenn. Uh, you have experienced and are experiencing the American dream, and uh, that dream is still quite possible. Let's talk about the free market and how you see the free market and how you may see the free market actually spreading to the place of your birth, El Salvador. Let's talk about that. Let's open that door and talk to that. Look, American prosperity is the reason why people immigrate to America. So my vision is to emulate the American dream and make it to the Salvadorian dream, right? So what does this mean to the U.S.? It means less immigration. Uh, America will have a stronger ally in, in Central America. The conservative vote, especially with the diaspora, because capitalism works, right? So... That's going to bring upon more positive legislation, international agreements that's going to make both countries stronger and united by the same voice, which is a conservative voice. That's what the free market means to me. El Salvador can have a stronger free market, but it, it, it's going to take a lot of work. I mean, currently right now, uh, from research that, that I've done, we're a little bit above average, around like the 50, uh, 55% or, or over, but we don't want to be just above the average we want to lead the way in the free markets and by doing that that's really going to bring up the uh, prosperity in El Salvador to where we want it to be so we can emulate the American dream into the Salvadorian dream and we're calling on uh, Senator Rubio and Senator Cruz uh, to join with us I will call my my good friend uh, Mike Lee uh, to uh, th- th- share this idea of that. Could that be beneficial? How would that be beneficial if the free market, if the capitalist idea could take root in El Salvador? What does that mean to America? Currently right now, the diaspora, which is the people who left El Salvador, El Salvador left El Salvador, the diaspora sends back from the United States to El Salvador, $6 billion. Capitalism in El Salvador, making people self-sufficient, 
Uh, they're making enough money to, to live. They wouldn't need support from the, the country, from their families that are here in the States. That would mean for America, $6 billion that could stay in America and, and help the economy grow here in the United States. And folks, you may not see that, but you need to think about it. That's very, very important because uh, you, we have enough money leaving America at this point in time. And so when you change leadership, tell us about the current leadership in El Salvador and tell us what's going on there now and why there is a need for change. Well, the current president is more of a centrist, right? But I would like to talk more about what we're doing uh, about El Salvador. So currently, I created with my brother um, Isaac Parada what will be the largest conservative party in El Salvador called EUP, Estamos Unidos por la Patria, we're united for the country. In fact, it's going to be the largest conservative party in Central America, I believe, which I also want to acknowledge Licenciado Julio Cruz, who has helped us a lot in that. But we, one of the reasons why we, we created this is because the Biden administration has created a political discord with El Salvador. They took away 60 or $61 million of U.S. aid to El Salvador, uh, pretty much because uh the the relationship they've had prior with uh, president trump all political all, all political had nothing to do with any anything else other than just a, a political issue that they had but it has weakened the relationship with el salvador and the united states so it's a perfect storm for china to get involved right so and they are getting involved i mean currently right now i don't know if, if people know but uh in Nicaragua, they have opened the door for Russian soldiers to be there. So currently, there's Russian Russian soldiers right in Nicaragua right now, and no one's saying anything about it. You probably won't hear about it in the news, but that's what's going on. So we're going to be the link between the the El Salvador and the GOP, and restore that conservative diplomatic relationship because. Oh. Have, having having this political party and what we're doing here in the United States and in Salvador, I'll tell you this: I'm gonna I'm gonna fight against any woke policies or legislations of America and Salvador. I'm gonna fight for the conservative vote. I'm gonna fight to bring back to back uh, God into the hearts and minds of the politicians because you know the, even in the Salvador, you're starting to hear a little bit of that woke type of mentality, and that we need to we need to do away with that. So, Glenn, let me ask this. I'm sure the audience has this this question as well. Can uh, Central America actually fall into the arms of the Chinese or the Russians? Is that a possibility? Does America, America and certainly Americans, are we seeing that? Talk to us. Well, they tried, right, during the Civil War, and uh, they lost, right, pretty much. Because, um, you know, Nicaragua unfortunately fell. But in El Salvador, that's what that's why I call it a dirty war, because it was more the communists. The, the, they had Russian people in El Salvador during that war. Uh, I even got into arguments with with uh, professors at Rutgers, believe it or not, <laughs> that that said otherwise. But they, they definitely they attempted it. But I think that now, with the way that they're doing poli- the, the policies and politics, I think now they it's it's a huge danger of them trying to do that again. So we need a voice, we need a, a stance, we need a platform, we need people to really speak up and, you know, put these things out light. Because if not, they, they're, they're going to sneak their way in there, right? Because right now, currently, 
you know, China is being uh, involved a lot financially in, in El Salvador. So uh, that's something that that I'm really trying to to bring back the relationship with the United States to get China out of El Salvador. Now, the media has reported over the years that El Salvador is a very uh, dangerous country, Glenn. And the reality of it is most Americans believe that. Now, give us a, a more accurate picture of what El Salvador is experiencing and what could be experienced in El Salvador's future with the right leadership. Talk to us. Well, currently, I like to give credit where credit's due, always, right? So currently right now, I mean, there is the, the administration is cleaning up a lot of the gang issues that we had before to the point that El Salvador is, is going to be one of the most, or if, if not already, one of the most safest country in Central America. In fact, we're close, to, close to that number one economy in Central America. We're, we're you know, huge in tourism. We're number one in the world for surfing, believe it or not. So it's people are going to start looking at El Salvador a little bit different from what's going on right now. One of the things that uh, we're looking to do is to is pretty much work with the people of El Salvador. And my dream is to really start a renaissance in El Salvador so people start talking not only about uh, the infrastructures and the, the great things that are going on in El Salvador, but also what the people are doing, right? If we can change people's lives in El Salvador with the right leadership, then I think that's really where it starts, from the roots of the family. And I think that's by, by doing that, that's really going to change generations of Salvadorians. Glenn, is there somewhere people can contact you in order to bring you to a place where they are so they can hear this message? Absolutely. Uh, they can reach me at CEO at Glenn Parada, which is G-L-E-N-N, P.S. and Peter, A-R-A-D-A dot com. And I've, I've, I've spoken at colleges before and uh, churches. And I'll tell you, the 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 community, especially the Hispanic community, the, the immigrant community, were super conservative. But that's something that, that I'm really passionate about, like the Hispanic community to rise up in one voice and to make a stand of their core values, which is faith, family, and freedom. Core conservative values. And I believe that by visiting different states in America and speaking, educating the Hispanic community about the left's indoctrination and to encourage people to just speak up because people are afraid to speak up, especially in today's climate, political climate. Uh, you know, it, these policies that don't fit our conservative views, I think by, by doing that, it's fundamental to wake up the Hispanic conservative vote. And that's, that's going to be a, a, a big change here in the United States when we do that. I look forward to that day when that type of renaissance, and Glenn, you truly sound like a renaissance man. I, I thank God for that. Final question, and Glenn, I've asked everybody from Sean Hannity to Judge Janine Pirro, Glenn Beck, on this show, uh, this question. And I do believe, uh, in fact, uh, I, I will ask you as well, legacy. When it's all said and done and you and your lovely wife are sitting on the porch looking off into the sunset, perhaps rocking in your chairs, maybe you hadn't quit yet, but you're just relaxing. You're taking it easy when the years have gone by. What type of legacy does Glenn Parada want to leave behind? Talk to us. 
a legacy that the people are going to remember uh, because I'm not looking for fame. I'm not looking for wealth. I'm looking to really change, you know, the life of the, the, the livelihood of, of people. I always uh, tell people when I tell them I share my vision of what I want to do, it's not about those good acts and, and things that I do here in the world are going to make me open the doors for me in heaven when I stand before my creator. But I tell them, who doesn't want to stand in front of their father and say, God, God, look what I did. I did this for you. I did this in your name. And I believe that everyone has a purpose. And my purpose is that, is to leave a legacy of change, a legacy of, of bringing God back uh, in, into conversation, changing people's lives for the better, because that's what God wants us to do, right? I, uh, I, agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly and totally, my friend. I, I, I particularly applaud you on a, your unashamed, unabashed stance uh, for uh, who I know I can speak for you on this, our Lord and our Savior, uh, Jesus the Christ. And so, Glenn Parada, uh, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Wonderful interview uh, here today with you, with both you and uh, Rafael Cruz, uh, father of Ted, Senator Ted Cruz. Uh, both of you have been on the show here with me today telling us and warning Americans about what could happen coming from the perspective of people who know what did happen when these types of things took over. God bless you and God keep you. Glenn Parada, talk to you soon.